place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspot's Comics Town comic book fans welcome to the sunspots comics podcast issue number 164 where i do a whole lot of strongly recommending but only lightly reviewing of the best of the new comic books that just came out this last wednesday independence day july 4th and this particular podcast believes in the baba yaga i am your host and comic book advocate chris latori thank you so much for joining us right here i hope that you and all your loved ones are doing super great And please hit that subscribe button to the Sunspots Comics Podcast to check out our past podcast feeds and our gigantic feed. And please follow us at the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube, all in one easy-to-find place and name, at Sunspots Comics. That's right. That's all you got to look up to find us on everything. So let's start out the show with some quick thank yous. First, thank you to our sponsor, Pop-Up Tea at popuptea.com. They sell a ginormical selection of nerdy t-shirts, that's right, of every possible nerdy thing you can imagine. You're going to love PopUpTea.com. Just go over there to PopUpTea.com, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS to get 25% off of your shirt order. Even the clearance stuff, which is already so low priced. But please check them out at PopUpTea.com. Also, thank you to my friend Nick Papa George for making our fantastic Sunspots Comics theme song. Please check out his band called Solution. He is the lead singer and the guitarist. Go to solutionmusic.net or facebook.com slash solutionreggae. For links to their music, there's some upcoming show dates there. If you love rock, just ska, just happy island feeling kind of reggae music, you're going to love Solution. So please check them out at facebook.com slash solution reggae thank you nick papa george also thank you to my son justin jables latori for his work on our sunspots comics spin-off podcast called sunspot scene sunspot scene is my son jables and a few of his friends they talk about movies and tv shows of all genres not just the comic books also they sometimes play like a very goofy hilarious game at the very end so you got to listen all the way to the end of those sunspot scenes podcasts But please check them out if you subscribe to this podcast. You'll already have them on the feed. But they also are on all the SoundCloud and all the other podcatchers. And you can follow them on Instagram at SunspotsScene. So thank you, Jables. So now let's jump right in. Let's leap into the Sunspots Comics Podcast issue number 164. Starting out with some stuff. That's been floating around inside of my nerd brain. The first... Nugget of Nerd lodged ever so deeply in my nerdy frontal lobes is my spoiler-ish free movie review of Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Before we go, of course, before I start, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But really, have no fear. I'm not going to cover everything or do a play-by-play of the movie. Just going to tell you my feelings on stuff and give it an overall rating at the very end. So the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie is directed by Peyton Reed. Again, he did the first one starring Paul Rudd who also helped write the screenplay, which is I think is very interesting. Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp, Michael Douglas, Michael Pena, the hilarious sidekick, 
Michelle Pfeiffers, and Hannah John Kamen as are common as the ghost, the ghost character, which I absolutely loved. Ant-Man, by the way, was created by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby. The Wasp was created by Stan the Man Lee, Ernie Hart, and Jack Kirby. Let's start with the score. The score was done by Christopher Beck, Christoph Beck. I absolutely love this highly themized action-adventure upbeat scoring. It just keeps things moving and has a heavily orchestrated feel, which I love. doesn't feel very digital. You know, probably it is. It just made it sound very orchestrated. I love that. This is great to listen to while you're reading comic books. This, the Ant-Man and the Wasp, get this soundtrack. I've already listened to it and got it on iTunes. Uh, it's fantastic to listen to, especially if you're listening to upbeat or lighter comics like Marvel stuff. It would be great for that. Uh, next up, the visual. The It was absolutely visually stunning. The action sequences were fantastic. All of the CGI was at the highest level of standards. It's at the Marvel standard, if you will, of CGI. And hats off to the <laughs> Make Actors Look Younger department. I don't know what it's called of Marvel. I'm just going to say it's called the Make, Yo- Make Actors Look Younger department of Marvel. You did it again with Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer's, and Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, They're all so convincingly younger in this, and it just never takes you out of the film. And you go, oh, there's a bunch of CG and bad wigs, etc. There's only one little moment maybe when they actually age forward Michelle Pfeiffer to make her look a little older. I don't know. It's just um, there's some super HD close-ups of her face. And so, I don't know, maybe just a smidge, but slight knock at all. Overall, everyone that was made to look younger was very much convincingly younger. I just love that. Uh, And the acting was super top-notch from the emotional moments between the fathers and daughters. It just worked very, very well. Got a little choked up at one of the scenes between Michael Douglas and his daughter and his wife, etc. Said too much. All of the comedy beats never fell flat and that's actually saying a lot because there is a ton of gags in this it's by far one of the funniest marvel movies of all time my favorite funny moment by the way was michael pena doing his super fast very over detailed explaining while he was on this truth serum oh my god it's hilarious absolutely memorable funniest scene of the movie in my opinion but there was a ton of them i can pick out four or five that were hilarious just absolute gag after gag worked all of them the story was absolutely perfectly well crafted and interesting even at the moments where i felt I, i felt there were stakes i felt there was tension and not too much it was just balanced just right with the comedy and the lightheartedness and the heartwarming family moments it was just a perfectly crafted story i really enjoyed it i'm not going to give you any plot lines just telling you that it was fantastically done intricate and just kept the story moving and was interesting and played so well emotionally by all the actors overall i absolutely love this movie it's a buy for me it's a rewatch in the theaters at least once or twice um i read an article saying that in some foreign lands it's going to be delayed because of uh, world cup soccer whatever that is Um, and some of the actors are not happy about that because they're feeling like people are just going to bootleg the film and not pay to see it in a theater. If you're overseas, go and pay for the movie. Don't be a douche. Don't steal the movie because of soccer (laughs) or football, as it's called. But anyway, I give this film five out of five sunspots, A+, my highest rating of my recommendations. This may be my favorite comic book movie of 2018 so far. 
I could say that. All right. If I had to line them up right now, I would say first is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Second, Deadpool 2. A close third or even a tie for second is Avengers Infinity War. And then last is Black Panther, That all those that came out this year. But, I mean, we still have, I mean, next up we have Sony's Venom on October 5th. Man, I can't wait for that. I'm actually excited about it. Uh, the CGI film Into the Spider-Verse for Marvel on December 14th. So a little gap of two months between Venom and Into the Spider-Verse. And then finishing the year with DC's Aquaman on December 21st. So, But as of right now, I would say that's this is my favorite comic book movie of the year for 2018. So far. There's still more to come. And oh, oh, and there is this jaw-dropping end credit scene. Please, folks, if you don't go to a lot of a lot of Marvel movies, stay until the very stay until they're sweeping the place. Okay? <laughs> but there is a jaw-dropping end credit scene here. There's actually two. The first one's the one I'm talking about that had the crowd a gasp. And it was fantastic. I loved the reaction of the crowd after the first end credit scene. The second one was also funny, and if you really look carefully, it's kind of frightening. Uh, because of what it's actually portraying and what it says that ties into the Marvel Universe. So definitely watch it in those with those lenses. But fantastic, jaw-dropping, well-done, gasping moments of end credit scenes. So again, A+, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Buy it. Go see it again in the theaters. Pay for it if you're overseas. <laughs> um, but it was phenomenal. Absolute A+. And another thing on my nerdy brain that I wanted to discuss was the passing of a comic book legend. We lost co-creator of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, Steve Didko. And what a loss it was. Uh, bring forth the tributes, Marvel. I know you're going to do it in various Marvel comic books to it. Steve Ditko. Come on, just get it going. You know you're going to do it. But Mr. Steve Ditko was a compelling storyteller with his amazing art. Uh, he was a very private man in his personal life. But I know that he did respond to letters and they're actually popping up online. You can see some of the letters that Steve Ditko wrote. If you if you have written to him, he is he absolutely did write you back and was a very opinionated person and didn't like to talk very much about Spider-Man, but go check those out online. You can see some of his letters, but just he was an absolute Spider-Man alone influenced millions, touched the lives of a gajillion people in all kinds of different ways. Uh, Mr. Steve Ditko, if I can speak right to you, your art inspired me to keep reading comic books. Not just Spider-Man, just to, to keep reading. He was an absolute professional. Uh, Steve Ditko's art, for me, set a very high bar. I mean, it was just something I still consider to this day when I look at comic book art, is thinking of Steve Ditko. So thank you, Steve Ditko. Uh, may you rest in the great beyond. Um, so that's all I'll say about Mr. Steve Ditko. And the last thing that's floating around inside my nerd brain is that I'm actually writing and creating my very own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. And it's truly a dream come true. I've just, I've wanted, it's a dream of mine to make my own comic book my own way since I was a kid. I'm doing the writing and the lettering. And please follow the Zombie Destroyer team. Artist on issue number one, Jordan Hudson. Follow him at at Skablad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. Juan Mora, who does the art from Zombie Destroyers issue number two, at Young Minded Giant. And our colorist, Caroline Nolasco, at Carol N. Art. Thank you all of you of the, that of the Zombie Destroyers team for really just make helping me make my comic book dream a reality. So thank you very much. And if you want to see what Zombie Destroyers looks like right now, just go over to sunspotscomics.com, click on Zombie Destroyers. You'll actually see six pages. There's some new updates coming very, very soon. But if you just go over to sunspotscomics.com, click on Zombie Destroyers to look at 
some sample pages of Zombie Destroyers, the comic book that I created. Next up is a quick mention of our segment called Spotlighting. On Sunspots Comics issue number 159, I interviewed comic book creator Nandini Bapat. She created this amazing, heartwarming comic book about her grandfather called Aja, A-J-A. Please check that out on the podcast feed. It's fantastic. Plus, there's a ton of spotlighting interviews with some great guests on our podcast feed, like, I'm pulling one randomly out of my brain, the spotlighting interview with comic book artist and movie director Troy Nixie. It's on the podcast feed. He is an artist of this comic book that I love named Vinegar Teeth from Dark Horse Comics. The series is complete. You can get all four issues available right now. Uh, Mr. Troy Nixie's art is weird and wild and wacky. I absolutely love it. He also directed a film written by Guillermo del Toro called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And I got to interview him about that and comics. We talk about all kinds of stuff and more. Please check it out on the feed. I'm super proud of it. And follow Troy Nixie at Troy Nixie, N-I-X-E-Y, on everything. I'm super proud and humbled by all the interviews, so thank you everyone that's come on to the podcast and been a guest. I really appreciate it. We want to help support the struggling comic book creators out there, so if you work in comic books or you're trying to break into comic books like me and would like to have a conversation right here in a future podcast, just send me a message or send me some of your in, your actual review copy of your, of your actual comic to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com, or just message me on all the social media at sunspotscomics. So now, on to the main course, the centerpiece, the prime cut, the sweet spot, the meat and potatoes of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations, where I share with you my favorite picks of the new comic books, the brand new stuff that just came out on New Comic Book Day Wednesday, July 4th, this last Independence Day. And of course, super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert! But really, don't worry. I work super hard just to inspire you to buy these comic books without spoiling them, so really don't worry. I cover a few interesting points of a comic, but I never discuss the most interesting stuff or really even touch the last few pages at all. I absolutely leave it alone, so you really don't have to worry about the comic being spoiled. But just in case, if you are a 0.0%er of spoilers, you've been lightly warned, it's a super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert! Also, to see everything that I'm reading, everything encapsulated in one place, my favorite picks of the week since I started the podcast, everything. Just go over to sunspotscomics.com, click on pull list if you want to see the just updated 120 titles that I'm currently reading. That's right, 120. And I have to update it. There's two more that I have to add. So actually, 122 titles that I'm reading. And I'm going to update it every single week. I It's a super simple, compact website. I'm very proud of it. Check it out at Sunspots Comics. Just go to sunspotscomics.com. It's there. I'm super proud of it, and I do update it every so often. I try to every week, but you know how that goes. So now, let me introduce this week's artist winner and cover artist winners of the week. Every week, I pick what I believe to be the best comic book art of the week. Of course, it's subjective. It's just my opinion, but here we go. This week's artist winner is Zach Howard of The Cape Fallen, issue number one. This is uh, also please follow him on social media at spacefriend underscore Z. His art style is very hyper detailed, very gritty cartooning. It's very unique in the matter of how much detail he actually puts on every single panel. It's just stunning. I, the leaves on the trees, the the background cities, everything is just hyper focused, and it's just a ton of lines and details. It must take him forever. That's why we don't see a lot of his work uh, because it just must take him a long time. But I love that you can always tell what is happening in every action sequence that's very important it's tough to balance that out when you got a lot of things going on but you can with zach howard's art it's beautiful he balances it so perfectly 
I'm a fan for life. Thank you, Zach Howard. I love it. But this week's artist winner, Zach Howard for The Cape Fallen, issue number one. Check it out. And again, follow him at spacefriend underscore Z. And this week's cover artist winner of the week is none other than the master Alex Ross for Captain America issue number one. Follow him at the Alex Ross art. I cannot deny the power that is Mr. Alex Ross. This this super patriotic Captain America cover is stunning. You got to look at it. It's just got it's got Captain America there. It's got the Red Skull. It has the Falcon. It has Captain America just sort of being overrun by all of his villains that are holding him uh, like all together in a group, just grabbing him. And it's just there's World War II planes in the background and 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 World War II bombers. It's just it's just a thing of glory. It's red, white, and blue. It's just so perfectly timed. How I mean, come on, Marvel. It's a little on the nose, yes, but man, what a glorious, beautiful Independence Day, July Fourth, Captain America cover. It's just superb. It's it's the coloring. It's the layout. It's what else can I say about Alex Ross? I mean, it's just hard to. He's just I mean, all of his amazing Spider-Man covers in the last year. Go look at those. They're gorgeous. But. Alex Ross, you're the, you're the top of the mountain when it comes to comic book covers. I love it. So easily, the cover artist winner, go look at Captain America issue number one. It, it needs to be a poster, coffee mugs, t-shirts, uh, desks, furnitures, chairs. It just needs to be everything. Just I want to go bonkers with uh, all of this. Uh, this cover is glorious. Go look at it. Captain America issue number one from the Alex Ross. It's gorgeous. And the breakdown. <laughs> actually read 18 comic books this week and only five of them made it to the great ones recommendation list it's tough to make that top list folks it's it's you got to be great has to absolutely be great and meet all the standards i have for greatness when it comes to a comic book and there were seven new number ones this week that's right seven and four of them made it to the great pick list that's right that is excellent that's a lot of great new number one issues this week so listen especially close to those recommendations which i will announce what those number ones are in just one second so here we go these are my top comic book recommendations the great ones list the best of the new comic books that just came out wednesday new comic book day july 4th i recommend you listen carefully buy these write them down and go to your local comic book shop and buy these immediately they are the greatest of this week's brand new comics so there were five great comic books this week which i recommend so here we go coming in at number five it is from archaea comics and it is jim henson's beneath the dark crystal issue number one that's right a new number one this week and this is from written by adam smith and beautiful cartooning fantastic kind of a, a kind of has this gorgeous kind of ethereal neon look to it illustrated by alexandria huntington fantastic wonderful definitely artist runner-up of the week here gorgeous gorgeous art and this continues the series from the previous series which i loved the dark crystal series it was really really well done and some time has passed now and kensho has been chosen to lead the gelflings and therma is now the rightful leader of the firelings so they're having to deal with that but also facing a new challenger uh, so there are people that want to step into that that kind of king-like throne position if you will so there's these there's also some new political leaders that are coming up it just very much feels like this game of throne thrones feel but in a very fantasy kind of light kind of pg feel 
Uh, something, by the way, is killing the crops, which they only just sprinkle in quickly, but I caught it. There's like just sort of an infestation that's killing the crops, so they're going to have to deal with that as well. So it's the two characters from the previous series that are now in these positions of power. They're going to be dealing with a lot of things, but this has such beautiful fantasy, fun, fantastic art. I'm, I definitely am in. I, was, I peeked in and was hoping that it would kind of continue the story on from the previous series, and it absolutely does. Just maybe five years have passed since the previous series. So you can start right here. It does a great job of recapping and kind of telling you what happened in the previous series, but it's a whole new set of challenges, whole new set of characters. I am all in and just very excited about this. It's basically all ages treatment of The Dark Crystal. Again, it's Jim Henson's Beneath the Dark Crystal. Issue number one is our number five pick of the week. Brand new number one. Get it, folks. Jump in right here. I'm in. And coming in at number four, another new number one this week, Cosmic Ghost Rider issue number one. This is from the team of Donny Cates on writing and some fantastic cartoony style art. Just very fantastical from Dylan Burnett. Just full of color, by the way, from Antonio Fabella. It's just absolute explosion of color. So was Jim Henson's Beneath the Dark Crystal and this. Just absolute, just, just the array of different colors is just astounding. Fantastic. But Cosmic Ghost Rider issue number one. Uh, the art is super colorful. The premise is fun. It's just wacky. This reminds me of the Amalgam comics when... Marvel and DC were getting along for a while and they decided to mash up characters. Well, this is a what if the Punisher and Ghost Rider combined into one. That's exactly what you get here. And I laughed out loud a bunch of times. One of them, when Odin, he's uh, speaking to uh, the Punisher, Ghost Rider, Punish Rider. Uh, he says that I'm fond of the old Midgard saying, uh, F you and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> it's like Odin says this. It's hilarious. Oh, and this other one, which I'm looking at right now, when the Punisher is fighting this guy named Koldax, he's kind of a low-level god in Valhalla, and he says, uh, what are you the god of, big talk? So the comic beats are fantastic. There's, They all work. There's nothing where I really kind of rolled my eyes, and there's a bunch of comic gags in this. Um, and what the the Punisher Ghost Rider does here to baby Thanos is hilarious. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you. If you like absurd comics that just look very colorful and great and will make you laugh, this is for you. It's definitely for me. I'm absolutely in. But get Cosmic Ghost Rider issue number one. Another one of those new number ones this week. And there were four of them. So now, the top three of the great pick list. Here we go. Coming in at number three is also a sort of new number one. <laughs> the cover art winner of the week. It's Captain America issue number one. And this is the cover art, of course, from The Alex Ross, which is absolutely stunning and gorgeous. This is written by Tennessee Coates. I'm always, I hope I kind of said that right or close to it. And art by Lenel Francis Yu, which is one of my favorite artists of all time. I can say that this art from Lenel is good, not his usual great. I, I hope, though... That it's kind of in a faster style, rushed is too strong a word, but in a faster style so that he's staying on the book. Because he doesn't historically stay on comics for very long. He kind of does a couple issues and he's out. But I hope that Lionel Francis Yu stays on, please. Because um, his art is, is fantastic. Uh, I dig that Captain America is in his very old suit, kind of his original suit with the scales and the floppy boots. I love it. I love this overall kind of fresh start, fresh feeling right here. The previous series was, series was okay of Captain America. This is great. Um, Hydra has 
they think they've just basically broken the U.S. <laughs> and Captain America has to try to find a way to heal those hearts and minds from what happened in the previous series and Hydra and how there was this this extra this this Captain America that looked very much like him. It wasn't him. Anyway, long story. But uh, I love that this is a very difficult challenge for Captain America, that he has to ultimately kind of work on the perception of how the the U.S. sees Captain America. And that's different for him. It's not just like fighting a bad villain. It's, uh, you know, working upon changing their feeling towards Captain America. I love that. But at the same time, there's these, uh, these new bad villainesses that are on the rise. And uh, I like their setup. Fantastic setup for these two new female villains. Phenomenal stuff. There's an amazing fight sequence, by the way, of, of Captain America and Winter Soldier fighting these, these cyborgs. Shirtless cyborgs that look a whole lot like Steve Rogers. I think they are like kind of clones of him with these American flags on their faces. Yikes. So that's not helping Captain America sort of heal the hearts and minds of the people when here are these cyborgs that look like him with the American flag on his face trying to... And they're murdering people. They're destroying this little town. But I love this action sequence. And I love... The, uh, the other sequence I really loved was when Captain America and Agent 13, who is was trapped in this weird... Uh, zone and aged dramatically and so she kind of has like this much needed sort of heart to heart with Captain America and they sit down and talk about some of the things that have happened I like that they kind of address that it's it definitely has some weight emotionally and it's a really good sequence that feels kind of realistic and he's sort of I guess they're kind of dating each other they seem very you know very close and kind of holding hands so maybe they aren't but uh, I like this. I like the the relationship between Captain America and Agent, the older Agent Thirteen, and how she's dealing with everything that's going on. She is a, a big part, as introduced here, uh, moving forward in this particular series. So, Captain America, man, gorgeous cover art, great art from Lenel Yu, uh, written by Tahnisi Coates. Get this; it's a great spot to jump on, and uh, you will love this patriotic cover it's red white and blue all up in your face you're gonna love it but captain america issue number one one of those sort of new number ones of the week get it it's fantastic jump right in here folks captain america issue number one and coming in at number two is sword daughter issue number two this is from dark horse comics this is written by brian wood and art by mac chatter which is fantastic very realistic very gritty not cartoony style at all just very much a just an, uh, physics are all very particular and very set in a real-world weighted characterization of these characters. Love it. Absolutely love it. This is set in the year 991 AD in these kind of coastal villages somewhere maybe in Eastern Europe, I think. And I love the setting of the story. And I love that the very young character, Elspeth, this is our main character here, she somehow took care of her father for 10 years while he was in a coma. And she's only like 13 or 14? So how a three or four year old could take care of a comatose human being is crazy. And they don't explain that. They just say it happened, by the way. So you got to kind of accept that and move on. But um, <laughs> he slipped into a coma just after uh, Elsbeth's mother and her village was wiped out and killed by these evil marauders called the 40 Swords. And now the father and daughter are reunited, but it's a very strange sort of relationship. That's definitely at its key, which I really like. But they're on this road to redemption and revenge. And... How, at this point, you don't know. It's a, a man and his 13-year-old daughter, 12-year-old daughter, maybe, something around there. Elspeth, Elspeth doesn't even really speak. She just kind of communicates by these maybe strange sound effects. They actually put 
sort of characters in her word bubbles, which I kind of imagine them as being sound effects, is how she sort of talks. But hard to say. The dad's kind of figuring out how to communicate with her. But um, the father has now found a path to make his way to this 40 swords, which potentially is just to his very death, the death of the two of them. And it's not an easy road. It's a very perilous road to get there. And uh, this world that, that Brian Wood has set can kill you at any minute. It's like anything can possibly just destroy you in this year, in 991. Uh, from infection to just these people that are ultimately trying to kill you. And every sort of village has their own sort of set of problems. But my favorite sequence is when they have to earn their safe passage from this town they're in, this coastal village. Um, and earn a boat by solving a murder. <laughs> it's like, they couldn't make it any more difficult. Like, we're going to kill you and not give you anything unless you can solve this murder. <laughs> and the suspected murderer, uh, basically, a great designed character. He hears the gods telling him to murder blonde women. I mean, <laughs> he's cuckoo. Uh, but it's an intense, brutal fight for survival. And it just, the, the whole premise of this and in this particular sequence. But issue number one was a high pick of the week four weeks ago when it came out. And this is also a great comic book pick. So read this as soon as possible. Jump in right now. It's only issue number two. The Stone Hits the Skull is the title of it. But it's Sword Daughter. Uh, also got to give props to Colors by Jose Villarribia. Gorgeous, gorgeous colors. My goodness. Very realistic. Very grayed out. Just It just looks real worldly. And I love that. But Sword Daughter. Fantastic story and premise. And I love Brian Wood's stuff. He does all of his homework on the eras that he writes comics in. So it is very much grounded in reality. So check this out. Sword Daughter, issue number two. But here we go now. On to the number one. The top comic book of the week. The great one. The big cheese. The top dog. The supreme leader. The big kahuna. Our art winner of the week. That's right. It won the artist of the week. It's Joe Hill's The Cape Fallen, issue number one. And this is from Dark Horse Comics. I'm sorry. This is from IDW Comics. And it's uh, written by Joe Hill. He did one of my favorite series of all time, Lock and Key. And this is also co-created from by Jason uh, Cheramella. And this is art by Zach Howard, who is our artist winner of the week, by the way. So this is The Cape Fallen number one. And man, I clearly remember the previous series of this. It really stuck in my brain as being something that's super good. This is centered around this super villain, Eric, who has a cape that makes him fly. It's that simple of a general presence, a premise. But the character is like a super villain. He's killed many people, including people in his own family. Um, this particular series, by the way, must take place prior to the fourth and final issue of the first series. Or somewhere in between, because it... Looked like the the cape maybe died at the end of the fourth issue in the first series, but maybe not. So they're, they're kind of, Joe Hill's kind of keeping us guessing here at this point, which I love. We don't know exactly when or what's happening here. But the issue starts with this fantas fantastic flashback, uh, father and son flashback sequence, where they really got me hooked right away. Because it's you got a dad bringing his sons on a camping trip. It's basically Eric's happiest memory. And the cape tries to revisit this cabin years, years later. And he's found that there's a group of kind of squatter people that are playing Dungeons and Dragons, ultimately. They're, they're these LARPers, or live-action role players, that are in this uh, cabin of his childhood. 
And one of the characters is an old high school st- student that he went to school with. Can't say friend, really, because they he didn't really treat him all that great. Which, uh-oh, this guy is a psychopathic murderer with the ability to fly. Uh, so, <laughs> um, he likes to drop people. There's a lot of dropping that happens. But I really like that the cape, uh, Eric, is this, is this complex, complicated, psychopathic murderer. He struggles with what is right and wrong and what to do in this particular situation where these people are in this cabin that he just wanted to kind of have a quiet moment and get away and get his thoughts together and then all these people are here playing Dungeons and Dragons. But it's a complex, interesting, deep story dealing with basically some very deep mental issues of a person that has a cape that makes him fly. But um, I'm glad this is back. Joe Hill, like I said, one of my favorite writers for Lock and Key. Uh, You gotta check this out. It's, man, it's just absolutely stunning. You gotta look at the art. It's so intricate, so detailed. So kind of brutal. It's a very kind of, you know, it's a rated R world of this series. It's very, the violence is very intense. But uh, what's Eric going to do? Is he going to fly into the air and drop all these people (laughs) that are playing Dungeons and Dragons in this childhood cabin that he just wanted to kind of take a time out and rethink some things after the first series? I went back and read the entire first series again. And uh, and yes, it, it does leave you to think maybe he died, but he maybe didn't. So... Anyway, I'm sticking with this. I added it to my poll. Get this immediately. Joe Hill's The Cape Fallen, issue number one. Another one of those number ones of the week of four that came out this week. So get this, folks. It's great stuff. Fantastic writer. Phenomenal artist. It all just comes together in this very kind of deeply tragic, insane kind of crazy story about a guy that flies and drops things. But anyway... There you go. That's the Sunspots Comics Podcast issue number 164. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you liked it. Hope it made your commute or your day at work with your earbud in a little better. But let me lock the vault door. There you go. They're sealed in. You can't move them now. They're they're permanently locked in the vault. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week for New Comic Book Day, Independence Day, July 4th. Please go to a local comic book shop and buy these comic books immediately. Tell them Chris from the Sunspots Comics podcast, the guy that works for Aftershock Comics, sent you over. If you have any questions, comments, or you want your own personal comic book recommendation, email me directly, chris at sunspotscomics.com. There's a lot of comics out there. If I miss something, too, let me know. I'd love to read it. Would you like some free comic books? That's right. You, the listener? All you got to do is just listen to some past Sunspots Comics podcasts to get some, like Sunspots Comics podcast issue number 162, where I give away Amazing Spider-Man issue number 801. It was a phenomenal number one pick of the week. But ultimately, there are still some unclaimed Marvel digital comic book codes available in past Sunspots Comics podcasts. All you got to do is listen to those past podcasts, grab the Marvel digital code, Go to marvel.com slash redeem, punch it in to see if you won a free comic book. That's all you got to do. Just a little thank you from me here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter, sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And by the way, go over to cryptidzoo.com. My buddy Julian makes these sweet and weird twisted augmented reality t-shirts based on cryptozoology. You use an Erasma app and your smartphone to make the Cryptid Zoo t-shirts come to life. You got to see it. I was walking around Disneyland once showing people what happens when you use your smartphone and Erasma app on a Cryptid Zoo t-shirt. It's just got this weird code mixed into it and it does stuff and it comes to life and shows little videos and music and all kinds of weird stuff. But go over to cryptidzoo.com 
And most importantly, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you will get 25% off of your order. That's right. Go to cryptidzoo.com. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-Zoo.com. And please tune in next week for Sunspots Comics issue number 165 of our podcast. I will be reading a list of 14 new comic books that are coming out July 11th, 7-11, with three new number ones coming out. I hope they're super great so I can tell them what they are and recommend them to you on next week's podcast. And please give a little back to us here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Go to iTunes, give us some positive words and a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. I'll even read your review on a future podcast right here and give you a shout-out and personally thank you by mailing you some stuff, some free stuff. Who doesn't like free stuff? I'll mail you a little comic book-related surprise delivered to your door. Maybe some comic books, some Aftershock comics, some other stuff, some toys, just all kinds of fun, nerdy things that I have. I'll send them out to you as a thank you. Please subscribe, listen in, and tell a person, a human being, a loved one, a nerdy person that you like to check us out and check out our podcast at Sunspots Comics right here. Especially if you're this person you know is kind of trying to break into comics and wants to know what to get, our podcast is perfect for that. But thank you so much for listening. Have a great, fantastic rest of your your morning, your, your noon, your night. And until next week, spend some time with the ones you love and go read some comics and then do those two things together. Yes, I'm a big fan of that. But stay nerdy, my friends. Be like water. See you next week. Bye-bye.